turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The following program is sponsored by Cleveland Right to Life and is responsible for its content. Welcome to From the Medium, a daily report from the front line of the pro-life movement, discussing two worldviews that are driving our culture in opposite directions. From the Median asks, which side of the road are you on? What direction do you want our culture to go? Tune in as we plan the route that takes us back to the culture of life. And now your host, Molly Smith. Good evening and welcome to From the Median, where we are concerned with the middle ground, not just to understand both sides of an argument, but also to awaken the consciences of those who are neutral or indifferent to this, the greatest civil rights movement of all times, the pro-life movement. Listeners, as always, wonderful to have you with us. Thank you so much for joining. A brand new guest is joining me right now. Lincoln Wilson is the Senior Counsel for the Alliance Defending Freedom. He is joining me to talk about a very, very interesting and important case that the Alliance Defending Freedom is involved in right now. And it is, of course, out of Washington State. And it's looking at what... Are we as a pro-life community going to do about the incredible attacks that are, are taking place from a uh, administrative perspective on pregnancy centers or anything pro-life for that matter? But before we go any further, let me say welcome to the program, Lincoln. It's so great to have you on and thank you for taking the time. Thanks, Molly. It's really great to be here. Yeah. So, Lincoln, you serve as Senior Counsel for the Alliance Defending Freedom. You have uh, served as Chief of Civil Litigation. You've you've got all kinds of wonderful experience behind your name. And I'm you thank you for giving it all to the Cleveland, for, to the, not to the Cleveland, but to the, to, the, to the right to life, to all the right to life groups and the pregnancy centers and all the things that Alliance Defending Freedom does. So thank you so much for that. You've been very involved in, in supporting life and helping us to fight back against this incredible attack that we that we see coming from everywhere. It's unbelievable. So thank you, thank you, thank you for that. You're also the um, the president of the Idaho Lawyers Chapter of, of the Federalist Society. So it's, it, you know you've got all kinds of experience behind you. Tell us a little bit about what is going on in Washington State. Goodness gracious me. Yeah, so Washington State has really been kind of the lead in this coordinated attack that we've seen by several attorneys general going after pregnancy centers. And Washington State started earlier than a lot of the others did about a year ago by serving these really harassing and burdensome demands on a network of pregnancy centers, which is the Obria network. Obria has locations around the country, but they have three in Washington State. They focus on helping women who are dealing with uh, unplanned pregnancies, and they are pro-life. And that was something that's been uh, apparently offensive to the Washington State Attorney General, and he served them with demands for a bunch of information about abortion pill reversal. Um, Ostensibly, he's trying to protect consumers. He says that's the purpose of these demands. But it's really unclear how the, the consumer protection law even applies to an organization that's offering its services for free. So... We have brought a lawsuit to stop these burdensome and oppressive demands. You, you, you talk, the, 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 the attorney general in, in Washington state is uh, Bob Ferguson. Um, That's right. He is, um, 
if if he was to succeed in this, and he's not going to because Alliance Defending Freedom is involved in it now, and you're you're suing him to to stop him from this harassing, um, you know, uh, lawsuits or, or or demands that that he's making. If he was to uh, to to find that the, during his in the investigations that there was possible violations of Washington's Consumer Protection Act. How serious would this be for for pregnancy centers around the country? Well, this is an effort that's been going on for some time among uh, a lot of different attorneys general. California started doing this, treating um, pregnancy centers as sort of engaged in commercial speech and in commerce. And there's an effort to sort of bring them into that um, that space so that you can regulate them. And if if they succeed in that, then they can really clamp down on the speech that these organizations make um, that's in, you know, in support of life and against abortion. And that's something that would allow um, regulators to stop pregnancy centers from making certain speech in, pro- in support of life. Hmm. And it's, it's kind of ironic because, you know, there's, this is something that's always been presented as pro-choice, but in fact, they don't want choice on the table. They don't want people to know, all the information. They don't want them to hear both sides. They want to silence one half of the debate. And that's something that the First Amendment of the Constitution doesn't permit. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, when you think about it, you're, you're so right there, Lincoln, because, you, you know, one of the things that we get to, we've just gone through this horrendous battle in, in Ohio with, uh, with our, uh, mm-hmm. uh, with the uh, amendment, the uh, abortion amendment put into our constitution. Um, and, you know, it was constantly being told and, and, you know, very slick and, um, you know, sort of deceitful ad advertising on television, radio, wherever you looked, it was all about how we are the ones, the pro-lifers are the ones that are lying all the time. But, and, and you know, we, we are opposed to women's health and we are opposed to all of these kinds of things. And then you see something like this. I, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely, sometimes I'm speechless. I don't know. So how do we even start to push back against these kinds of things? And I think, you know, one of, you know, when I read this, this article with what Alliance Defending Freedom is doing, I thought this is probably the, the best way, which is terrible. The fact we've got to get something like this going, but this is probably the best way to do this is, is to actually fight back in the courts and say, you know, absolutely not. You cannot do this. You know, and I, and I look at this because, you know, I, when I see the amount of work that the pro, that the um, uh, the pro lifers and and the pregnancy centres do, how how is Alliance Defending Freedom going to be able to prove all of this to to the Attorney General in Washington State? Well, we have um, a few different theories that we are bringing in this case. Uh, most of them revolve around the First Amendment because the way that this uh, subpoena acts or this these demands act is to really violate all the guarantees of the First Amendment. They violate the First Amendment free speech guarantee because they basically say your side of the the, uh, the abortion debate is not allowed to speak. You can't say that abortion pill reversal is good. They violate the freedom of religion clause because the attorney general is using his authority against a religious organization um, and ignoring people like Planned Parenthood who are in the same space who have the, the different non-religious view on, on the question. Um, and he also violates freedom of association because he, his demands are asking for all sorts of internal information about donors, board members, meeting minutes, um, that has really nothing to even to do with abortion pill reversal, but that if he were allowed to get would significantly compromise the mission of 
um, pro-life organizations like Obria. And so we have these legal theories and we think that they're well supported by the law. And we're very grateful that the U.S. Supreme Court has been very protective of First Amendment freedoms. Um, and so there's a lot of good case law to support these theories. But that's what we're bringing to the court right now in Washington state. You know, it's interesting. One of the one of the um, statements made in the article that I read, uh, uh, Lincoln, was the fact that you, uh, the the client your clients have already expended exorbitant time and financial resources trying to comply with the unreasonable demands made by Washington's Attorney General, and we urge the court to swiftly halt his unlawful actions. This seems to be the way it was. I mean, I don't know whether you remember back. Um, it was a number of years back when uh, what I think. Her name was Leonard um, Lewis, uh, or, or Lu- anyway, one, one of one of the one of the people who worked for the IRS, um, and she was here in, in Ohio, and she went after nonprofit organizations and started uh-huh. to, to challenge us. I think you might remember there was a whole court, a number of court cases. Alliance Defending Freedom was involved in all of that as well. Um, but one of the things that they would do is exactly this: is keep asking for more and more and more and more information, which shuts you down as a nonprofit. I mean, we're a nonprofit. Our little Cleveland Rights to Life here is and we're a nonprofit. We can't do that. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what this uh, objective is, is if you get the information, great. That's the perspective of the AG. And even if you don't get the information, you um, you force them to do a lot of work. And that's stops them from pursuing their mission because most of these pregnancy centers are not, um, you know, they're not big operations with huge budgets and every hour that they have to spend collecting documents, going through paperwork, um, you know, that's, that's something that's going to take them away from their, their mission of serving women and, um, and saving babies. Absolutely. You know, I'm going to sort of pivot a little bit because as you're talking, I can hear how, you know, how your passion in all of this. What got you involved in the pro-life movement and, and using your incredible skills to, you know, to help us? You know, you, you, I have to tell you, you attorneys that, that come in and help us. You are such heroes to all of us because it's a fight every single day. So when we find somebody good like you to doing this, we, I'm always interested to see how did you get here? Yeah, well, I guess I've always been I've always been pro life. I've um, I'm, a, I'm a Christian, and I've always believed that life was sacred. And, um, that was something that was important to me. And I think that the, the moment that really made me um, more personally passionate about it was, you know, I was a few years into my career as an attorney when the Center for Medical Progress videos came out. Oh my goodness! And to me, that was something that um, it, it did a couple of things because one, it made um, there was no longer any room for reasonable debate in my view. Um, it, it sort of pulled back the cloak on, on what was going on. And yet I was, was shocked at the, the efforts of so many institutions in, in the country to, um, basically deny what was in front of our, our eyes with those videos mm-hmm. and to stop people from seeing them and, and then to sort of accept the premise of, you know, yes, it's a baby, but we should be able to do this anyway. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I, I thought, you know, this is, uh, a really awful practice and I want to use my, um, my skills as much as I can to, to stop that. And I've been able to do so in uh, a few different capacities, but before I was in, in private practice and it was just working on, uh, cases pro bono on the side, um, or, or financially assisting organizations that did it. And then more recently working for the Idaho attorney general's office, defending its pro-life laws. Um, and then now for Alliance defending freedom, where we continue to defend um, Idaho's pro-life laws and other pro-life laws. And we represent 
pregnancy centers like uh, Obria and other networks um, that are involved in these uh, these awful situations where they're being persecuted by um, by state AGs. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely, and I think that that's the thing is, if in your in your estimation, and I know I'm asking you to look into the crystal ball here, which we should not look into crystal balls, obviously, if we're if we're Christians. So, <laughs> but <laughs> if we were to do that. Um, what do you see as the future of these types of um, attacks on us and and the ability to fight back? Well, it's it's tough to say, but I think that a lot of it depends on how how these early skirmishes go and what what kind of um, results we get and how how the courts treat them. Um, I think you you were pointing out that this is an important place to fight back, and, and we think so too. Um, and we think that, again, we've got a U.S. Supreme Court that's very protective of speech. And so it's our hope that um, these efforts are going to be stopped one way or the other um, because they are intruding on on those um, those guarantees. And I, and I should mention, the Washington Attorney General is not the only one who's pursuing this. We actually just filed another lawsuit uh, last week against the New Jersey Attorney General oh for, for doing the same, basically the same thing. Um, but in many ways, it's uh, it's more egregious because what we learned about the New Jersey Attorney General, he had um, served a subpoena on First Choice Women's Resource Center, um, similar type of investigatory subpoena, and he was following up on a consumer alert that his office had issued against pregnancy centers. And what we learned about this consumer alert was that he actually asked Planned Parenthood to help him draft it. Oh no! So we have we have the emails from him sending sending it out to Planned Parenthood, asking them to do the comments. And, you know, if that's not, you know, getting one side of the debate to um, help you write the terms where you silence the other side, if that's not a First Amendment violation, I don't know what is. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Goodness, that's, that is so egregious. I mean, that really is. This is, but you know what? It, it, it's interesting to see that people coming through, um, you know, law school and, and, you know, professional studies, et cetera, et cetera, are, are doing these kinds of things, Lincoln, because, you know, you, you, you tend to think that if you, if you study the law and if you're going to be an attorney and you're going to pass the bar, you're going to say, okay, there are certain things I cannot do. And, and yet here we are with so many attorney generals, so many law firms getting involved in this. It, it just, it, it is quite frightening in lots of ways. You know, I, I certainly agree. You know, that I, I didn't go to law school that long ago. It was in sort of the W. Bush years. And many of the things that I thought everyone agreed on um, and were, were common ground seem to be out the window now. And it is really shocking. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, thankfully, we have um, a Supreme Court and many other federal courts and many other great judges around the country um, who still believe in those, those fundamental protections um, in, that we have in our Constitution and work to uphold them. And it's our job as advocates to bring these cases to them so that they can continue to uphold the law, um, even if our law schools and other legal institutions are not. You know, and, and I look at this, yeah, and, and I agree with you. I think, I think to be quite honest with you, I think that the, um, the pro-life side has, is doing a stellar job, an absolutely stellar job in that, it, it, from, from the perspective of attorneys and, and law firms. You know, I, we work very closely oftentimes if we need to with Thomas More Society and then this Alliance Defending Freedom. I know that they work real closely with several groups within Ohio and within our networks here. But, you know, you see this happening and, and then you, you know, it does 
does give me hope. It gives me lots of hope when I talk to people like you who who are out there on the front lines fighting these battles for us. Because without it, I mean, what what is going to happen? We we will we, all the pregnancy centers will have to. I mean, what do you see happening if if the, if these types of lawsuits, um, if these types of actions stand? What do you see, Lincoln, as happening to the pro life movement, particularly pregnancy centers? I, I think what the effort is right now, but is the, in the the states that have very um, liberal abortion laws, um, they don't just want the liberal abortion laws; they want to silence one side of the debate. Uh, they want to silence the work of of, of, of pregnancy centers. And if these um, types of lawsuits don't succeed, then they'll they'll get to do that. They'll get to uh, clamp down on that mission, and even people who would be willing and interested in hearing this message and hearing uh, the hope um, that they have um, in learning that there are alternatives to abortion and that even if you um, start the chemical abortion process, the abortion pill reversal is available. Um, people won't learn about that because these states will make it illegal. Um, I don't think that the First Amendment tolerates that, and I hope that we have the opportunity um, to bring that up for a decision. But that's what we're working towards right now. Yeah, you know, and you mentioned as well that you know the, the various judges that are around the country, and I know that it, it, it was wonderful to know that uh, President Trump, um, I think he appointed over a hundred judges to various d- different um, different levels of the courts. Um, so we do know we've got some fairly conservative uh, judges in in the different courts around the country. But you look at these state. Attorney generals, we you know we have a a, a, um, a Republican government here, and so therefore we have a Republican Attorney General. Uh, what I mean, I, I I actually see that this is a bit of a problem because it depends on who wins the election in a particular state, is depending on how you know where, the way the laws are going to go. Is there a better way to do that? You know, I think I'd, I'd be getting beyond my depth right into sort of political theory. Um, but I think that certainly we have, um, polarization in our country means that, um, the consequences of, uh, one side winning versus the other in an election are much more severe than they used to be. Yep. It used to be, a uh, day to day life didn't look that much different under, under red or blue. Um, now it really does. And I think you, you see that, um, with the approach that attorneys general take to, um, enforcing their laws. And I think, frankly, the attorney general is is a underrated position in government. There's so much power that's wielded by um, attorneys general. And I wish that people were more engaged in elections in in knowing um, how much those those elections matter and how much those positions matter. And it's not just which party you're at. It's the what what prerogatives are you going to pursue? What enforcement um, efforts are you going to go after? Um, how principled are you and how um, hard do you fight? And those kinds of things matter with the attorney generals that um, ultimately do get elected. You know, and the other part of it, that, and, 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 you know, I, I, you know, I respect what you said about you, you don't want to get into political theory, but I do think that there is a whole bunch of stuff here that, that actually directly impacts the, the lawsuits that you are bringing against, you know, to try to protect life throughout the, throughout the various mm-hmm. states. But, you know, and now the other thing that we deal, deal with oftentimes is, is, um, the bureaucracy within all of these, um, offices. I mean, often, 
oftentimes you can, you know, you can have a, a Republican or, or a Democrat. And it could go, go both ways. Unfortunately, most times it goes the other way. But if your bureaucracy within that particular institution is not, is, is, is leftist, then you're going to, it's, it's going to be tough to bring anything and you're going to have to really fight hard for these types of things. So every which way we, you know, we look at it, we see these wonderful organizations like, um, you know, that the pregnancy center that you're, that you are defending here, um, you know, trying to do what they, what they should do. And, you know, I don't know. Just in reading this little little uh, uh, clip here that you have in in the article that I read, how can how can a an attorney general anybody take umbrage with this? I mean, the the Obria Group and the Obria Medical Group um, are Christ. It says a, they are Christian pro life nonprofits that provide medical, educational, and other services to meet the the physical, mental, spiritual, and social needs of pregnant women, mothers, and fathers in a manner consistent with their view that unborn life is valuable and deserving of care and protection. There's nothing offensive in that. It it blows my mind. There is nothing offensive in the in the mission statement. I agree completely. You know, a network like Obria, they they do ultrasounds, prenatal care, they do STD testing, um, health education. They do all sorts of different things. But the one thing they don't do is abortion, and that is offensive. Um, the mortal sin. It's a mortal sin, according to the other side. Yes, yes. yes. And the, the attorney general is now going after them for um, providing abortion pill reversal, which they say, oh, you're making untrue statements about it. But you know, abortion pill reversal is really just the um, provision of progesterone after mifepristone uh, to basically stop the abortion process. Um, progesterone is a, a legal and well-accepted treatment in, in pregnancy, and there's good studies that support it. Um, we think that that is something that, that people should be aware of, that this is an option. Um, and it's, uh, it's disturbing that that's something that the many governments don't want um, people to hear about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Actually, it's interesting because um, we, we have a big, huge convention every year here in, in Ohio. Cleveland Rights Lab puts on what's called Bringing America Back to Life Convention. And this will be our 15th year that we've put it on. And one of our keynote speakers this year is Dr. Bill Lyle. Um, you, you may or may not know, but Dr. Bill Lyle, but he's very well known in, pre- in, in pro-life community because of his incredible success with the the abortion reversal pill and 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 making you know putting it out there helping women and you know i think i think he's i, I forget how many women he has actually uh, babies actually he has saved because of this and and he you know could also be that you're saving the woman as well because these these pregnancies you know the, the this abortion pill is so it's it's horrible it's an absolutely horrible thing so you know i think it's it's right there what do you you mentioned that there's been a letter that's been written um by 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 pro lifers uh, asking attorney generals to stop doing this is is this something that's going to be t- sort of take front and center i think i might have been confusing there the letter is actually by the attorney's general um oh, okay. there were several um attorneys general in a bunch of different states um california washington new jersey um m- many others that basically wrote saying that Pregnancy centers are a, th- a threat to consumers oh, and they're making goodness. misleading statements about abortion pill reversal. And so that was, that sort of laid the groundwork for some of these efforts that you're seeing right now, both from Washington and from New Jersey. And then you're, you're probably aware that, that California has sued two pregnancy centers, 
under its consumer protection law. So California went a step further and actually brought lawsuits, not just demands for information about statements about abortion pill reversal. Oh my God. And we expect to see more of this. It's certainly part of a, a widespread attack against pregnancy centers, but we're going to be there to defend their rights wherever we possibly can. Absolutely. Lincoln, thank you so much. Lincoln Wilson is senior counsel for the Alliance Defending Freedom. Doing, they're, they're doing an amazing job just protecting all human life from the moment of conception. Thank you so much for joining us. So appreciate you being with us. It's a pleasure being here, Molly. Thank you. Okay. God bless you lots. Bye-bye. Don't go anywhere. I will be back with you right after this very short break with another world-class inspiring guest.